Hey everyone, and welcome to the Vet Method podcast, where we bring team training concepts to practices who want to grow revenues through leveraging a high-performance team. My name is Sanjay Mangabai, and I'm based in Salisbury in the southwest of England. And today, I'm very pleased to be joined by Andrea Tarr. Hi, Andrea. Welcome. Hi, Sanjay. So whereabouts are you today, Andrea? I'm in Winchester. I'm in another cathedral city in the south of England. We're virtually neighbours, Andrea. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think you've got the tallest spire. That's and right. We've got the longest nave. Absolutely. But Winchester is a beautiful place, though. I envy you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So a little bit about Andrea. She's a registered pharmacist and medicines information specialist and the founder and director of Veterinary Prescriber, which is an online independent reference and learning resource on veterinary medicines for veterinary professionals. I think I got that all in there, Andrea. Is that right? So you, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you deal mainly with veterinary professionals. Yes, all our content is aimed at vets, vet mm. nurses, SQPs, anybody really who works in veterinary practice and deals with medicines. Fantastic. So the title of the podcast is "Confidence and Competence with Medicines," and we're going to talk about that for the next few minutes. Okay, Andrea. Let's start with question number one: Who is your ideal client? Well, ideal client is anyone who wants to use medicines in the best interests of their patients, their clients, and the environment. Uh In other words, all vets and vet practices. Okay. So anyone involved in prescribing, in dispensing, in handling, and more importantly, I guess, is in making decisions Mm -hmm. about veterinary medicines. So nurses, receptionists, vets, SQPs. Yep. Communicating with clients about medicines, yes. Fantastic. And I guess you've got that ideal client because have you recognized a need for sort of impartial practical information to support vets? Yes, I have. I think vets actually have quite a hard time because Uh information on veterinary medicines in particular is really kind of all over scattered around the place in different Uh places. And, you know, there's uh, information on licensed medicines in data sheets and SPCs, but Uh vets very often have to use medicines for unlicensed uses or unlicensed medicines. Uh There's the uh, evidence, the clinical trial evidence. There's the regulations, which Uh are pretty complex. And so what we do is look at all those disparate sources, bring it together and Uh make sense of it all. Um, Yeah, so I I think vet impressions have a hard time, you know, but we don't have time to search for and evaluate um, all the different information sources for use on a sort of a daily basis. Okay, fantastic. Perfect. I think I infringed on question number two, which is what's the biggest problem your clients face and how do you solve it? Well, keeping up to date on medicines is a professional necessity for people working in veterinary practice. And that's mm-hmm. what we do. We help veterinary professionals to keep up to date on medicines. We help them gain a clear understanding of the evidence, the regulations and the practical aspects of medicines use. Mm-hmm. We provide support to promote um, confident and competent prescribing and handling and dispensing of medicines and communication mm-hmm. with clients. You know, these are all things that have direct effects on patient welfare and on staff and client safety and mm-hmm. on profitability. Mm-hmm. And we promote efficient medicines management that will save time, money and help protect the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the way we do it is that, well, we publish a monthly medicines news roundup 
So that brings together new products. We tell you if you know any new products are generic alternatives to what you might already be using, or mm-hmm. if they replace human or special formulations. Tell you about changes to product information and reclassifications. And we also have a feature called AdVet, which looks at um, promotional claims and you know looks behind those and provides information that people might need to make decisions about medicines. And we publish critical reviews of new medicines and explanatory articles about practical topics like importing medicines, reducing waste, and choosing which medicines to stock. And that information is published in the form of CPD modules. Okay. And we've also, we also publish unique product guides. So, for example, with um, companion animal parasiticides, I mean, there are dozens and dozens of products. And there yeah. isn't anywhere you can see all those products together and you know, sort of easily choose between them. And that's what mm-hmm. the product guide helps you do okay wow that's there's a lot in there andrea and it seems to me that it's mainly about helping or the problem that vets have is difficulty in finding or having access to information you know where they can get the full facts about Mm -hmm. the side effects of drugs the benefits but also compare them easily to other products on the market from my own experience i know that I think I was mainly educated by pharmaceutical companies who'd come and do lunch and learns. But then you only get educated on, it's a bit of a skewed education because they talk about the benefits of their products. And I found I had to find, I had to talk to the competitors' sales reps to find out what the downsides were. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's okay. right. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So, you, so you help us in making, help vets and other people involved in pharmacy making decisions in the best interest of the animals, basically. That's right. Because I think medicines are part of everyone's job in infectious practice, pretty much, but not all of anyone's. And often isn't sort of medicine's expertise as such in a practice. And that's what we provide. Fantastic. Okay, let's go to question number three. What are the typical symptoms that people experience with that problem? You know, they, they're kind of pain points. Well, you kind of mentioned a couple of them. It's not knowing where to look for information on medicines, mm-hmm. to make okay. decisions. And as I said before, you know, medicines information is kind of all over the place. And other symptoms are maybe a lack of confidence about making decisions about medicines because of not having all the relevant information, mm-hmm. lack of confidence in communicating with clients about medicines, mm-hmm. not knowing what to do when there's a lack of evidence, and okay. loss of money through medicines waste. Okay. Yeah, those are all important symptoms, you know, the confidence one, certainly I see that. I've seen that and experienced that myself. Sometimes you reach for what's familiar just because you've used it before instead of considering the other options because you don't have the confidence to use them. And certainly having easy access to a reliable resource is a pain point or it has been for me. And it's something that you mentioned and also communicating with clients. For me, it seems like you need to have confidence in what you're talking about in order to be able to confidently communicate that to clients okay good thank you andrea so question number four what are the common mistakes that people make when trying to solve that problem you know the things they thought would work but they fail yeah well one of those i think is relying on single resources which might not you know be comprehensive or can't help you i mean an example of that is you know the noaa datasheet compendium uh-huh. which is a you know really excellent and and useful resource but it's important to know about um its limitations you know it'll only it doesn't contain information on all marketed products for uh-huh. a start and it'll only help with information about 
licensed medicines and licensed uses. It's not going to help with when you have to use um, medicine for an unlicensed use. And, you know, it doesn't help you choose between treatments either. Uh Um, Another is um, one you've already mentioned as well, which is relying on pharmaceutical company information. Uh And as you said, companies, you know, want to point out the benefits of their products, obviously, and not mention the disadvantages. And if you're trying to compare products by asking all the different companies, we're going to end up confused because they'd all tell you that theirs is the best. And then finally, I'd, I'd say another another mistake maybe is asking people in forums can be useful for all kinds of things. But I, I think, you know, it's an inherently unreliable thing to do if you're looking for information about medicines. Absolutely. So the most um, one of the, the biggest mistakes is only relying on a single resource. You know, be that an online resource or even something like the NOAA compendium, because it doesn't give you the full picture of all the available drugs, you know, that you could potentially use and especially unlicensed, unlicensed medications, okay, which they're not allowed to put into those resources. Fantastic. Let's go to question number five, Andrea. What is one valuable free action that someone listening to this can implement? that will help them with the problem? What's your top tip, in other words? Yeah. Well, if there's one thing you could do, it's uh, if you don't already know, it's find out the quantity and value of medicines that are thrown away, because that would be a really good starting point for making changes and finding out where you can make savings. On the point of, of free information, I'd say that you know a lot of people, there's a lot of free information out there. A lot of people produce free information. Uh-huh. Um, but I think people should ask themselves, if information is free, you know who's paying for it and why? Because information uh-huh. is often produced in order to sell something else. Uh-huh. And it takes a lot of time and effort to produce high quality information. Uh-huh. Okay, so basically find the right information. And often the right information may not be free. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So let's go on to question number six. Only two questions to go. What is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will help? Well, you can go to website, veterinaryprescriber.org, and there you can sign up for a free newsletter. And that will kind of inform people about, um, you know, what topics we're covering and so on, when the medicines news has been published and so on. Mm-hmm. And also, we, we do have a page that contains free information, a blog page, which contains, they're more sort of opinion pieces rather than, you know, evaluated, verified information, which is um, what's in, the, in our main content. But there's very useful information there on topics such as handling medicines in pregnancy and parasiticides and the environment mm-hmm. and other sort of topical topics. Yeah, no, fair enough. Okay, so there, there are some, some good free resources, but on your website, which is veterinaryprescriber.org, and we will have a link to that in the resources section of the podcast. And there's things like a free newsletter and some really good blogs that people can have free access to. Perfect. And finally, Andrea, question number seven, what's the one question that I should have asked you that I didn't? Well, a key feature of veterinary prescriber is that it's independent. So you could have asked me why it's important to be independent. Uh-huh. So as you've already said, and a lot of information on medicines comes from the pharmaceutical industry or is sponsored by industry. Uh-huh. The role of industry is to sell products and increase sales. And they focus uh-huh. on benefits, don't draw uh-huh. attention to the disadvantages, can't compare yeah. their products fairly with competitors. But we're funded by subscription you know, by the people who want to use the information. Mm -hmm. We don't take any sponsorship or advertising. What that means is that we can produce information that's completely objective, trustworthy, and reliable. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's that's really important, Andrea. Thank you. I should have asked you that question. <laughs> okay, I just want to say thank you, Andrea. You gave us some really valuable insights about finding independent, evidence-based, and practical information on all aspects of veterinary medicines. And we know that, for me at least, the key to prescribing excellence is independence, where you know your views are not influenced by people who have an ulterior motive, maybe like you know profits, sales, etc. And I'm sure that our listeners will take away some really valuable ideas and tips. Once again, Andrea, thank you for taking the time to join us today. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome.